You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fox on the Wire podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. For today's show, we have Tommy and Paul from our favourite Canadian rock band, The Carbons. And it just so happens The Carbons have released a brand new single and a brand new music video, and they're coming on the show to talk about it. And just a couple of real quick things before we get into today's episode. Just a reminder to please follow Fox on the Wire on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email me at foxonthewire at gmail.com with any feedback. And I'm very excited that I'm releasing a brand new single on February 12th. So I'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks, but I'm very much looking forward to releasing some new music in 2021 and also recording some more music. So I've started adding more video content to the Fox on the Wire YouTube channel. So I want to get more video content out this year for the podcast and I plan to release today's episode uh, in full for the full video experience of the chat and the podcast. So please go over to YouTube, type in Fox on the Wire podcast, hit subscribe and look forward to more content on that channel this year. Without further ado, let's get into today's show with Tommy and Paul from the Carbons. Strange. So good to see you guys. Yeah, you too, man. How you been? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. good. New, new year, same old shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still I love your backdrop, by the way. Did you have that last time? Uh, maybe. Like I've been trying to, like, because I'm trying to use more video content now. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to get the the background right. Um, I might have had this last time, but I don't know if I used it. When we spoke, I can't remember. Yeah. Looks good though. Because I've got, yeah, cool. Thanks. I've got the TV behind, which isn't a very good backdrop. So just trying to, yeah, make it look a bit bit more professional, I guess. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So shall we start? Yeah, We've man. We already ready. started, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we started. I'm ready. Dude, we, we started like an hour ago. <laughs> Celebrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we had a big one yesterday, so uh, a big celebration yesterday. So we're kind of like, you know, recovering from a celebration with more celebrations. <laughs> yeah, a little weary. But uh, <laughs> you've got the uh, the video premiere. Is it? Uh, it'd be tonight for you guys, wouldn't it? No, it already happened. It was at noon for us today. Oh. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, okay. Cool. That one comes out. Yeah, that one's not like like Spotify comes out at midnight depending on which country you're in or which time zone you're in. But YouTube right. just comes out at once for everybody. So you guys have been sleeping. Okay, cool. Oh, well, congratulations yeah. on the video. I haven't seen it yet. I thought, uh, <laughs> but but I was one of the first to hear the uh, the new song on Spotify, I think. Is that right? Because we were in yeah, Australia. You, yeah, you were. And uh, you were <laughs> the first to share it as well. Actually, oh, cool. uh, I told one of our... Uh, um, one of our friends, uh, uh, I think it was Austin. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was Austin. Like uh, this one guitarist that we know, uh, he shared, I, I thought that he shared it first. And so I was right. like, thanks for sharing it first, but it was actually you. Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the, uh, the sharing added up to a pretty good, uh, first day in terms of streaming. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was awesome. We got uh, over a thousand streams in the first day. Um, I yep. think I think we had almost 200 people listening on the first day. 
So wow. um, yeah, average of like five listens per person. I know a few pe- few people were like saying that they were putting it on repeat. So uh, yep. that definitely helped. Yeah, so it's a great tune again. Like everything you guys released is really really cool, and everything sounds different from the last track I've noticed. Like each of your songs, like it always sounds like you guys, but you know they're they they all sound a bit different from each other, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's the right strategy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're having a good time, so <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing. So the new single is called Steel Toe Boots. What's the uh, what's the idea behind that? Um, yeah, sorry, you wanted to talk nope, about nope, um, go for it, go for it. yeah, so <laughs> nope, <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, we were on our last Canadian tour we were driving through the, the plains of Canada, um, which is like similar to like the central, uh, part of Australia for you guys, right. It's kind of like all deserty in the middle. Yep. And, uh, we had an eight hour, uh, drive between two gigs and our van, which we called the purple dragon was packed to the tits and uh we had like no room and we i think we ran out of data so we couldn't even be on our phones <laughs> to entertain yeah. ourselves oh, no. yeah <laughs> so um but our producer had lent us this like tiny guitar like it's probably about this big yeah it's a little that. guy yeah, yeah. It's, not big. it's like a baby tailor but i think it might even be smaller than that smaller than a baby tailor so we pulled that out and uh just started strumming these chords that i had um and uh yeah we wrote the song in like eight hours yeah cool yeah and then we we um <laughs> then we got to our gig uh it's this place called uh buds on broadway in saskatoon yeah. uh saskatchewan in canada and uh the the room that they have for the band there is like out of the movie vacancy like literally it looks like oh. yeah it looks like you were gonna get murdered in that yeah. room yeah uh, so we had never seen him before so we uh, we arrived there and we just kept our shoes on and uh we started like jamming the song and then that night we performed it oh wow cool yeah i'm, I'm glad you guys survived that you know the the creepy room we were there for three days we <laughs> yeah, were worried yeah we went back oh. the night too yeah. oh yeah that's right yeah we had to play one gig that was like a couple hours away from the like the when Bud's on Broadway, oh, and then we had to come back. We had to come back and play another gig in the same city again. So we asked if we could spend a night. Back. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, like we, that was our little home for like four days. I felt like yeah, yeah, like like a week, almost a full week, yeah. almost a week there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, playing with fire there, boys. Yeah. Um, well, we actually wrote another song inside that room. Yeah. Um, that comes out next month. Um, yeah. yeah. And we actually finished that song in Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At uh, this place in, uh, was it in Melbourne, Queensbury? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, well, yeah, we were, you did an open liking, the Queensbury Hotel. Do you know where that is? Yes, I think so. Queen- yeah. It's yeah. like this really small pub. Um, yeah, right. Forget which neighborhood it's in, but yeah, I had this verse. We're getting, we're not talking about steel toe boots anymore, but whatever. This is the next story. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we uh, we hit up this one open mic in Queensbury, and I had 
it's a really long song. It's a six minute song and it has like um, six verses. It's like mm-hmm. th- uh, three verses, but they're like half verses. One of them I didn't really like. I just didn't like stand up to the rest of the song. And uh, we sat down at this open mic um, in uh, Melbourne. And uh, yeah, the final verse I wrote at that table. Um, wow. Yeah. How cool is that? It's pretty special, do yeah. You, do, you, um, do you find as a lyric writer that lyrics come to you pretty easy, Tommy? No. Um, I'm trying to like I'm, I'm working on it a little bit more. But basically what happens is I'll write uh, a line down and then I'll mm. automatically start judging it. I'll be like, oh, that's not the greatest yeah. one I've ever written. And then, then that like stifles my creativity and then I stop writing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm working on that a lot to, you know, try to write as much as possible and then do the judging later. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to spill it all out. Even if you're not going to use half of it, you've just Mm got to let it flow out of you. And then, yeah, you can stand back and judge it later on. But I'm finding the older I get and, you know, the, the better songs that I want to write, I'm becoming more harsh, which then sort of, you know, puts a stake in my creativity and I kind of just stop and have to let it be for a couple of days and then go back to it. So it's a a bit of a frustrating process at the moment for me. I don't know what's going on, but I think I've just got to... Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things that um, I've run into that a lot as well and, and there's a few like techniques that you can use to try and get past it. Um, mm. I, I did like, a, I went to uh, the songwriting workshop a few years back and uh, I, st- I still use a bunch of the uh, advice that I got from um, some of these songwriters and uh, you know, going for a drive or um, going near like mm. flowing water, or if you can't, then, you know, even going in the shower or uh, yeah. yeah, like however you can get to flowing water, like uh, that usually helps. Um, yeah. And then I have this other exercise that I do where I just write for nine minutes. Um, and the, the exercise is all about writing. It's not about quality and and making it an exercise for me, uh, kind of takes the wholeness off, off of me. And it's just like, well, I'm just doing what I'm told, if you will. Right. Like this is just the exercise. I'm just doing it. And if, it, if what I have at the end of it sucks, then it's not my fault. It's the exercise's fault. Right. We did that for boots. Mm. So when we were on the road, there was, yeah. we did hit a construction zone where we were waiting for a bit. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of the ideas poured out. Oh, yeah. Because we had an idea about the song. It was going to be like, you know, the construction kind of, the trades kind of theme. And then Tommy brought up this whole nine minute rhyming exercise. And it was myself, Connor and Tommy just like rhyming, throwing a bunch of words, the like first thing that came to mind. And then that's kind of how we structured some of the verses. And then, you know, I think Tommy put the cherry on top with some stuff, but. Well, we had, we basically, you know, had three pages of, of words. And I don't know if you listened to the song, but we obviously didn't use all three pages. There's like, fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's like 12 words in the first verse. But that's how the, the title Steel Toe Boots came out of, that's right, out yeah. of it, right? Yeah, yeah that was your idea. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. It's good that you guys can sort of work together like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. And I was, 
it's it's crazy to think that that was over a year ago like because we've only played that song live like a handful of times maybe yeah like five a little bit maybe more you think no i think it was a lot i think we were just testing some out i felt we played it more like the buds on broadway than anything right but yeah we, we basically only played the song whenever we had a shitty gig <laughs> where like nobody showed up <laughs> yeah it was our practice game yeah we're just like okay we'll play it today because nobody's here to listen to it we were like trying to keep it secret for a long time yeah good time to give it a test run i was mm-hmm. going to ask you about the um the guitar sort of part it's like not quite a riff but the the main riffy part at the start there what sort of effect have you got on the guitar there it sounds like a some sort of octave or yeah yeah there's an octave sort of there's, thing yeah there's an octave and there's a fuzz and there's like this plug-in that um our producer uses it's it's basically like a massive fuzz like when i play it live i have a this pedal called the swollen pickle and right. uh that's what i use to replicate the sound and then i also have a pitchfork uh which is an octave pedal so it's a yeah. it's, it does a double octave and then uh yeah. And then it has like a little bit of delay and stuff like that as well. And, and then there's actually another guitar that is there for more like ambient sound. And yeah. that one has like tremolo on it. And it's just like, we basically like, it's so funny. Like the first album, I was like so worried and I, ever, I wanted like everything to be clean and to like sound a certain way. And I remember like when we started recording this song, I was like, turn everything to 11 and like, <laughs> like literally stuff, yeah. like, yeah, my, like our producer was like, well, this sounds gross. Like he's uh-huh. he, like, I was telling him like, turn that shit all the way up. And then he would like move it like one. I'm like, no, yeah. like to 10 like, or 11 <laughs> or move it as far as you can. And then his face would just like, Ooh, like, you know, kind of go like this. And I was like, good. That's, that's what I want. It sounds like you had a bit of fun with the guitars on this later song. I could sort of hear you mucking around with the um, with the effects in the background there. I thought, yeah, he's had a, he's had a lot of fun in, in the studio recording this song. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's it's cool that um, you know you appreciate that every song is different because yeah, mm. we just wanted to try something new, and you know, not everyone's gonna like it, but so far we're getting uh, a really positive response. So um, yeah. Yeah. And the uh the music video, where did you oh I guess people should just go and check it out, but did you shoot that locally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's your turn to talk. Yeah, we, we shot it ourselves. Actually this summer we we decided that we were gonna just kinda make content ourselves and kinda how like how the Foo Fighters when they were first starting out, they did those silly music videos. So the we best were ones. Inspired inspired by that so we did a couple songs in the summertime and kind of get you know get things going and then when steel toe boots came out we were we had this whole idea we really got uh, that zoolander scene when he's in the mining scene he's just like completely you know botching it and stuff like that so we like took that idea and just uh yeah we shot it ourselves at a construction zone that was <laughs> like not supervised. No, yeah, we didn't ask for permission. We just went in there. Yeah. It was like the gates were open. And so we're just like, whatever, we're just going to come in here and, yep. and and shoot until somebody tells us to go away. Yeah. Um, Tommy was, uh, was landscaping. So he was, you know, lucky enough to get some, you know, some construction gear for us. So we're all 
dressed up. We looked like we're doing the job. He was the supervisor and Conroy and myself were the grunt workers. And, you know, we just started shooting, you know, we just have this, actually the camera that we're using for the webcam is what we shot it with. <laughs> so like, you know, we just went out there and did a few hours of shooting. We did like twice, maybe two days. Yeah. Cause, um, the last scene of the video has all three of us in it, but all the other scenes is either like one or two people in the shots. So we basically like handed each other the camera and like, we're like, okay, oh, yeah. in this shot, it's me and Paul. So Conroy was filming in this other shot. It's just Paul. So I'm filming in this other shot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So we kind of did that, but then the last, uh, the last scene, <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad you haven't seen the video. <laughs> it's really funny, man. Like it's just it was just goofy. It was fun to make. And yeah, it, yeah it, there was no stress involved. You know. Well, you guys have way too much fun on your socials, so I'm sure the video is going to be killer. You're really good at putting out sort of funny content. So, I, um, yeah. yeah, every time I see you guys have way too much fun. So, <laughs> yeah. It's good to see. Good to see. Yeah. So, yeah, how was, um, I think, Tommy, we last spoke in, uh, I think it was July last year. So, we yeah. were still, you know, it was all COVID and now it's January 2021 and it's pretty much still all COVID, isn't it? How are you guys going over there? Oh, man, it's not good here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, things are just getting worse and worse um, yeah. no matter which way you look at it. And so, you know... I've basically stopped looking at the news. I, uh, I was off Facebook for the last couple of weeks. Like now I'm back on cause we're promoting a song, but over the holidays, I just turned my phone off as much as possible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it doesn't matter, uh, where you look like, fuck, what was it the other day? Um, there was new rest restrictions for even like construction workers. Like, mm. um, I think it was 400 people or less. So, um, if you're, uh, if you're on a construction project that has over 400 people, um, you're basically laid off, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, pretty, I don't know what's happening, but obviously it's bad because Bitcoin keeps going up. It's like at $50,000. Yeah. So that's how you know the world is going to shit is like how high Bitcoin is. Yeah. And all the richest people, all the already richest people are getting richer. Yeah, yeah, like Jeff Bezos, I think, doubled his yeah. wealth in the last year. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? I mean, <laughs> doesn't that raise alarm bells for anybody? I don't, well, I think a lot of people, this is what I'm finding, like, whenever I go on um, Facebook or or YouTube, um, well, YouTube less, but let's say uh, Facebook, for example, um, it seems like nobody... <laughs> like it seems like people are blind or like they don't know yeah. what's happening but the more that i have like one-on-one -on -one conversations or like long-form conversations like this with people the more i realize like oh shit like people know what's happening it's just a handful of of people on social media that um have kind of taken over that landscape and mm. i think the mainstream narrative is starting or the mainstream media or social media is pushing a certain narrative. And oh, so yeah. it seems that that's what's happening, but man, like I've had conversations with, um, I don't know. I want to say at least a hundred people over the last uh, six months 
about this stuff and everybody thinks the same way that we think (laughs) yeah they're just like they're just like this needs to end like this we're causing more harm than good and uh, and uh you know the people in charge are doing are not doing a good job no all over the world they're just they're just not and you know all the all the small businesses are either really struggling or shutting down yeah while like we said the the richer people in the world are getting richer so there's something really just awful happening and um you know i don't think i don't know if there's anything we can do to sort of stop it all we can do is talk to each other and try and help each other learn what's really sort of going on but uh yeah yeah it's it's not good man it's not good at all do you uh, do you know about uh, the app called signal no it's uh it's an encrypted messaging app so that's what we can okay. do right now is tell people about that yeah so we can communicate yeah, a... without getting spied on <laughs> yeah right yeah okay yeah the uh the big tech guys are cracking down aren't they to say the least yeah 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 they are mm. and i don't really care um you know who's right and who's wrong and whether like it, you know i'm not right leaning or left leaning really i'm more like a what is it a centralist now is like a term yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm definitely for free speech and uh that's not happening anymore and my girlfriend's actually from venezuela and so yeah. I know quite well what happens when, uh, you know, tyranny uh, um, takes over. So Yeah, and I think, but I think it's happening. Think, people don't think it could happen here. Yeah. I, I don't think they know what they're sort of uh, messing with sometimes. Like they don't realize maybe what's happening or what effects it can lead to. But, um, yeah, all this censorship and stuff is, is just not good. Like... We should be able to make our own decisions whether we want to listen to this person or or not. You know, that's the whole idea of following someone or not, isn't it? I mean, yeah. If I want to hear from this person, I'll follow them. If I don't, I won't. You know, um, yeah. but at least give people the option to to give people a voice and to listen to that voice. It's um, yeah. It's just it's not cool. Well, and I mean, the good news is that the consumer still has the power. And so, you know, what I've been seeing is a lot of people getting off Facebook, you know, yeah. and unfortunately, unfortunately, they're just migrating to Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, and TikTok is owned by China. So yeah. I don't know if uh, that is necessarily uh, a good alternative, but um you know, I, I've noticed like a lot of my friends, even the younger ones, like the ones that are, you know, a few years younger than me, who I would think would be on Instagram. They're like, yeah, no, I'm not on social media anymore. And yeah. so, so, you know, their wealth is going to decrease because people are, that are actually having conversations like this are going to be on it less and less. Mm. Right. Yeah. You couldn't say that it's a good business model, what they're sort of rolling out at the moment, but, uh, I mean, I actually deleted my Twitter accounts the other day. Um, I don't sort of have much use for them. I always used it, but I wasn't like it's not a high uh, benefit to what I do, I don't think. Maybe it's right. just this part of the world. So I thought, 
no, nah, I don't like what they're doing. So I got rid of my Twitter accounts. Um, I'd love to get rid of Facebook, but you know, us as musicians and, um, you know, this podcasting thing, it's, it'd be pretty hard not to do the whole social media thing. You know, we do really need it as musicians, I think. Do yeah, we? no, I think so too. And, uh, yeah. I mean, what I'm trying to do now is, and I mean, that's the thing, like it takes, um, self-discipline, but what I'm trying to do is mm. just stay on, on my channel, right? Just yeah. answer comments that our fans have or that our, yep. our fans are, are putting down and, uh, and try to stay away from the feed as much as possible. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think I'm trying to do the same, but it's, you know, I'm not interested in, having political debates and that sort of thing, but you kind of get pulled into it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you got to have a bit of discipline and just cut it. Yeah, and I mean, the music, the music thing is great on socials. So maybe we just need to hammer that harder and get more content out to, you know, cover up all the bad stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it's not really a fair fight because you're going up against, um, professional psychologists who have, you know, tweaked the algorithms so that exactly like what you said, you, you kind of get sucked in. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. by accident, right? Like that's on purpose. True. So yep. have you seen the social dilemma? No, I, I avoided it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I've already got my own, uh, uh reservations or whatever you want to say. And I thought it's just gonna, heighten what I already think. So I kind of avoided it. Fair Should enough. I watch it? Well, that, I didn't watch it. No. That was a good, that yeah. was a good response or a good reason for not watching it. If you already, yeah. you know, if you already know that all this shit's happening and yeah. you're trying to stay off of it anyways, then maybe, yeah, don't even bother. It, it's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's probably worse than I, uh, already think as well so yeah well I'm, yeah. like this is kind of where i was going to go earlier um about steel toe boots is that i'm pretty yeah uh, i'm pretty stoked that our next three songs like have nothing to do with like current world issues you know yeah. like the song is especially like this video like once you see it like you'll, you'll just have a laugh and be like this these guys are just goofing off and you know and our next uh our next song is like quite different from this one um yeah but it's still like um it's it's like just a love song so it has nothing to do with politics and then the one after that it's just about drinking beer with your friends in a bar which i know you can't do right now but like mm -hmm. we're gonna try to not say that in the post and just be like stay positive right yeah, yeah we have to somehow this this thing is just it's ne uh, no end in sight, I don't think. You know, last time we spoke, I'm sure we wouldn't have thought that uh, we were still going to be speaking about it six months later or whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's mm -hmm. what I was um, – we were just talking about this um, – uh, when was it? When we were grocery shopping or something earlier? Um, we're just like, man, most people just get get COVID. I mean – I don't know if the tests are hundred percent or whatever, and I don't really want to get into that, but let's say they are, yeah. let's say you test positive and you have it. Um, you get over it, right? Yeah. You get over it within like a, uh, a week at most, but like most people that I know that have had it, 
um, are getting over it in a few days, right? Most yeah. of the cases I'm hearing about, um, Paul thinks he had it. What, what was it like? You were really sick for one day. Yeah, that was during March. Yeah, it was like he didn't get tested, but I didn't get tested, but like I had similar symptoms, like the whole no smell or tasting. I couldn't taste or smell for like almost two weeks, and then the more and more finding out about COVID and the symptoms, and they were like really uh, uh, talking about the whole no smell, no taste kind of thing. I was like, well, I could have had like a real mild case of it because I got over it within like two days. Yeah, I was really sick the first day like it barely moved and you know it was like a typical flu kind of feeling thing but you just couldn't taste the smell for a long time even when you were feeling good you just couldn't taste it took a while yeah yeah hmm. but i don't know and then he has like a uh, friend that he works with who just got it and she barely had any symptoms right yeah she said it was super yeah. mild super yeah. mild yeah so where i was going with that is like i know that like some people i don't know if they're actually dying of covid but what I do know is that, um, you know, of the people dying of COVID, only 0.7% of them don't have any underlying conditions. Yeah. Right. So that means that of the 1% that are dying, that catch it, apparently, that are dying, which is actually less than that because we're not testing everyone, yeah. only 0.7% of those people are healthy people. Mm. Right. So, do we think that we've done a bunch of damage to healthy people that apparently this virus would not do most definitely. And yeah, like you said like, when does it end? Like, yeah, I don't know. To me, it, it seems really clear that we've done way more damage than this virus could have done. Yep. Like we would have never known. I would have never been able to say this to you in March, but mm. You know, I, I've done like a lot of research on this now and so have a lot of people. And that's why people are starting to wake up because the data is out there. Like you just have to go find it. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah it's pretty scary. Um, but I got water filters and uh, I got Bitcoin. So, yeah, the Bitcoin thing's an interesting one. There's a podcast I listen to and he always talks about Bitcoin. He's like, get your Bitcoin, people. It's uh, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the thing, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know anything about it, so I might have to do a little bit of research. Yeah, um, it's interesting that you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I read a book on it four yeah. years ago, and when I when I was done reading, I looked it up, and I was like, oh fuck, Bitcoin's at twenty five hundred bucks. I missed the boat. Mm. <laughs> That's literally what I thought. And then a year later, it was at 5,000 and a buddy of mine was like, dude, it's going to shoot way up, man. You need to buy some right now. By the time I set up an account, it was at 10,000 and then it crashed and everyone said, just keep, just wait, don't sell anything. Just wait. It's coming back. And yeah, yeah. it took a few years, but yeah, it's, it's now double what it was the last high. Wow. So it's still pretty solid. Oh yeah. Well, and if you like the way that you can think of it, like if how how much was how much uh, money was circulating? I forget. But basically, the way that you can figure out how much it could go to, there's 21 million bitcoins uh, that will ever exist. 
That's how it works. Wow. Okay, so it's like gold. It, it doesn't have like an infinite number, right? Gold has, there's only so much on earth. And once we like, if we destroy it or if we send it out into space, then that's it, it's gone, right? So there's only 21 million Bitcoin. And so if you divide um, the total amount of money and of wealth on earth by 21 million, that's how much a Bitcoin is gonna be worth if everyone right. shifts to that, right? And so, yeah, and, and that number is massive. Well, so yeah. you've really done your research on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I was like really into it for uh, for six months, like in 2017. Mm. Yeah, right, okay. like I was into like blockchain, blockchain and things like that and research how the whole yeah. like algorithm works, like why it's so secure, how like no one can can penetrate it like even the government couldn't go and mm. and take your bitcoin and stuff like that the only problem with it is that you are now um uh, how do you say it? you're responsible for your own wealth like if you go to the right. if the bank gets robbed like you still have your money because they're insured and they're insuring your mm. stuff right but if somebody comes in here and steals your bitcoin um you're fucked mm. right like if all your money uh, is in Bitcoin and somebody comes in and takes your wallet, right? That's what they're called. Like they're just like electronic wallets. Then unless you're insured, which that doesn't exist yet, but surely it, it will at one point. Mm. Um, yeah. Then you just lost your mind. Right. So, so it, the, uh, the U S dollars losing value, isn't it? Cause they keep printing, printing more money. Ours too. Hmm. Yeah, that's how everybody's like getting paid right now. Like everybody's just taking money from the government. Meanwhile, yeah. everybody's wondering why, you know, groceries are, are going up. It's because our money's going down. <laughs> our, our government is like stealing from us, but they're masking, masking it by giving us $2,000 a month. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're still paying out um, uh, job seeker and job keeper down here. Um, don't know where the money's coming from, but, uh, yeah, that's been going all, well, most of last year and into this year. I think they're sort of cutting it back a little bit soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just forking it out. Yeah. Well, and they're just taking advantage of everybody who doesn't have this knowledge because everybody in the government guarantee has Bitcoin. Mm, yeah. Okay. So they're going to dilute everybody's money. And meanwhile, they're investing into an alternative currency and the little guy's going to get fucked like they always do. Yeah. What happened to the uh, the Facebook currency? What, what were they calling that? Uh, Libra? Libra? Remember that? I, I don't know. I'm Libra sure. sounds familiar. I didn't know it was connected to Facebook. Yeah. Um, that was a little while ago and then sort of didn't hear any more about it. I'm not sure if it... It got canned or... Uh, I, think it, I, I think it's a cryptocurrency. Libra? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, I did. I, I know that name. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, they were going to have their own currency. I, I did hear about that. Maybe I heard about it in that documentary, actually. Mm. But yeah, the, um, the shift of wealth all over the world is just is uh crazy like the rich getting richer poorer getting poorer yeah. um 
I don't know where it's going to end. So, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I'm I'm totally for um, you know capitalism and people getting rich because they're adding value. But the problem right now is that like a bunch of people are just not allowed to add value. (laughs) Well, like us. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They're stopping people from earning a living and working for themselves and earning their own money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you guys end up playing many gigs last year after we spoke, Tommy? Uh, No, we played one gig in July for Canada Day. Mm -hmm. It was an outside gig. Um, but the, um, police, not the police, the bylaw still showed up and, um, I don't know. Well, they didn't shut us down. Obviously like it was a little bit more relaxed back then, you know, um, they were just monitoring, just probably just checking it out, making sure no one was getting a little too loose. Yeah. Yeah. The people were like socially distancing, which they weren't, Mm. um, (laughs) people weren't wearing masks at that point either. People were still dancing and stuff and like... And it's so funny. There was like no cases over the summer and now everyone's wearing a mask and cases are like skyrocketing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know how accurate the test is. I don't know what's happening, but a lot of shit doesn't make sense. And I think, no, you know, and, and when you say that to somebody who's like, you know, on the far left, they're like, well, maybe we should listen to the experts. I'm like, how about you do your own thinking? <laughs> yeah. If yeah, I mean, no, no one either, wants to... The ne- oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to play down, you know, any sort of threat or any sort of virus, but a lot of what's going on is is BS. And, you know, if you do your own research, you can see through it. Yeah. And um, just because they're experts or science, you know, it doesn't mean it's always... I don't know, credible, I guess. You know, everything and everyone seems a bit compromised at some point or uh, brought and paid for, dare I say. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like the the only way that we're going to get out of this is if people are allowed to make their own choices again, businesses included, right? Mm. Because, so I'll give you a scenario. Let's say the grocery store near my house decides that masks are uh, mandatory, Right. Yeah. Um, they will have less people shop there because people hate wearing masks. Right. So people mm. will stop shopping there. They'll go to a different uh, shopping area where masks are not required. But then let's say this new uh, this other place that doesn't require masks has a COVID outbreak. Right. And um, one person dies or two people die or whatever because they shop at this thing. That information will get out. And then all the people who were scared of dying of COVID will go shop at the other grocery store. Right. Mm. And that's how the world used to work where we just like took our own lives into our own hands and, and, and managed our own risks. Yep. Right. But people seem to think that um, the government is there to protect us. But I don't know if if they are really there to protect us. They're doing a shit job. Yeah, and you know you get all these these people saying, "Oh, thank you for protecting us." You know, to whichever leader is in charge of you know that country or state. You know, our state leader. Everyone's like, "Oh, thank you for protecting us." Yeah. I'm like, come on, get a, get a grip. Look after yourself. I mean, 
yeah. you know, do the right thing and um, <laughs> be, be an adult. You know, these yeah. these people aren't our carers. They don't care about you. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate and, and they won't. Sorry. No, no, I just said you nailed it. Like, look after yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. Be responsible. You know, I mean, we all make mistakes, but most of us are pretty responsible, I think, and um, always have been, whether it's catching the flu or, I mean, remember when, remember the days where you had a bit of a sniffle and the the flu and you're still expected to come to work because, you know, taking a sickie is just a a no-no unless you're on your deathbed. But now, if uh, anyone's coughing around you or sneezing, people freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong and, you know, we're not going into either communist China or in Venezuela's um, situation. But like there's like this video, I should try and find it for you. There's this like famous video in Venezuela where there's like thousands of of, uh, bills of money like flying around the streets and people are just like walking over them. Because it's worthless. It's like that worthless. Like they have like a hundred thousand dollar like bill, and it's that worthless that people are just walking on it. They're not even picking it up. Mm. Like well, um, yeah. Like when I whenever um, we send like money to Patricia's family in Venezuela, we send Bitcoin because nothing else. Yeah. All right, and that happened pretty quickly, didn't it? The yeah, it happened over like change. Yeah, things were doing really well. Like I think it was about 10, 15 years ago. I would have to ask her to get like the actual data. But yeah, over like the span of like, well, she she moved here 14 years ago. Mm. So like it was like starting to get bad or like her dad thought that, you know, things were not going in the right direction about 14 years ago. Yeah. That's a pretty short time. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she moved to get away from that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's all changing. It's all changing, and it's right in front of our eyes. But a lot of people don't sort of see it. I don't think. You know? Well, I mean, as long as um, you know these conversations keep happening, like we're gonna get through it. And this is the thing, like about censorship, like. Um, mm. You, yeah, you just have to keep saying what you mean or like, you know, not be afraid to speak your mind. And I think it's a slow, it's a slow process. Cause like, I wouldn't have been able to have this conversation like six or seven months ago, but I'm working yeah. through my own insecurities as well about like mm. voicing my opinion. And, uh, and I'm perfectly willing to defend my ideas with data and, yeah. uh, and I'm perfectly also willing to change my mind if you if the person I'm talking to has, you know, some good data as well. Yeah, which means that, you know, you're willing to have that conversation and not just have your opinion and shut down the other person. Like you actually want to hear what they say, even yeah. if they might be wrong and you can help them with facts and data to, to help them see that they're possibly wrong and... Um, that's the way it should be. It's not like you're trying to censor them, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not good to create these sort of echo chambers of the same opinion and the same beliefs yeah. and cast everyone else aside 
like they're just, you know, terrible people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not the, healthy. the unfortunate thing is that like it's really easy to just yell at somebody with 250 characters. Um, mm. but it's not that hard or not that easy to have these types of conversations and face your own ignorance, right? Mm. Because like sure we agree on most things so this conversation is going like pretty easy but if yep. you were of the other camp let's say then this conversation would be a lot more difficult right and it'd be over <laughs> <laughs> i would have cut, cut you off a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, had those difficult conversations you know like when we were in Exactly. Like we were just, we just got back from Vancouver a few months ago recording and, you know, yeah. you know, the engineer who was recording us had a completely different ideology about the whole situation. And yeah. there was some tense moments, you know, about some stuff. Mm. So yeah, some of those conversations didn't, you know, <laughs> well, they went okay, but there it was just hard to like, I don't know. Like, well, it was, it was just more difficult than a normal conversation, but I just know from experience that not talking about shit in the long mm. run is a disaster. It's like you're just asking mm. for, it. you know? Yeah, sure. It was a difficult, like it took an hour. Um, the two of us like chatted and he right. said his opinion. I said mine. And, you know, I had my data, he had his and we hashed it out and it was, it was uncomfortable. What, what's the word that you mm. used? That you said, uh, for me? Yeah, well, how did you describe the conversation? Um, it was just tense. Tense, right. Yeah. It was mm. tense. Just like this underlying tense feeling, like, you know, yeah, like what Tommy was saying, sorry, what Tommy yeah. was saying to the guy, he wasn't really wanting to really open up and listen to Tommy's point of view and that kind of thing, you know, like, he, that's why it took an hour, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things laid out. But, but it's important. But it's, it's so much it's so important to, to say what you think. And, you know, and I was uh, uncomfortable the whole time, but I would rather that than be like walking on eggshells for like five days. We were there recording for five days and not saying my opinion. So, but unfortunately, well, I hope I'm wrong about this, but unfortunately a lot of people would rather walk on eggshells for Mm. months, I guess. Yeah, it, like it never used to be like this, I don't think. I mean, sure, it would happen, but this seems pretty common now that like there's no middle ground. You're either on that side or you're on the other side. You know, right. like earlier you said you're like a, a centrist. I consider myself the same, trying to approach things with, you know, uh, a reasonable sort of common sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not extreme either way, but um, sometimes that's not allowed either. You know, you've got to be one way or the other. And I'm just, I don't think it used to be like that. So I'm just wondering what's really, you know, ramped this divide up. I think it's the media across the world. I mean, you just got to turn on your news wherever you are and see that they're telling you a story, not the story. So, you know, they're trying to tell you the narrative that they want you to, want you to take. And a lot of people just take it, but, um, yeah, so I blame the media for um, this sort of divide or, um, yeah, just like a, 
a vicious sort of division that's that's happening across the world. Yeah. I think. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Like the media is definitely not helping. And it sounds like you really don't need to watch that documentary, to be honest with you. Like yeah. using like some of the language that uh, is in the, like when you said echo chamber earlier, I was just like, wow, sounds like he actually watched it. Um, yeah, I think the media for sure. Um, but also like, damn, like our leaders, like, yeah. And I don't, the thing is, the unfortunate thing is I don't even know how to fix it. Like I, I've thought about this a lot and I'm like, man, I'm so tired of, of hearing what's wrong with no solution. And I'm trying to figure out like, how do we get good people into government? Hmm. And then, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy times. So let's talk about, <laughs> yeah. talk about steel toe boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoops, whoops. How did we go down that rabbit hole? Um, <laughs> so yeah, you, you guys uh, also released another single late last year called Nowhere to Go. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's right. So we uh, we try to make that as uh, non political as possible. Um, Good. You know, I'm trying to just relate to people without telling them like what we think is right because we don't fucking know like sure you all three of us are in agreement but we could be wrong you know yeah we're just we're just dudes we're just having a chat and we're just sort of talking about what we've heard doesn't mean we're we know everything and that we're 100 percent right but yeah that's right with the knowledge that we've got so yeah and so i didn't i really didn't want to come across the song to come across like lyrically like um you know don't whatever well i don't even believe this anyways but what was i gonna say like open up businesses or some shit like that like you know even though i i do think that that's what we should do right now like i don't want the music to be about that because i don't want to be fighting people on facebook yeah. with our music because like um yep. yeah i just I, that's not what i want for my life like i you know i no. I'm sure it could gain some traction, but, uh, yeah. It's also like, that's not what our motto as the band is about is, you know, we're just trying to like make people feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what we really try and strive for. Yep. Which yeah. I, I think you do like with your social media, like I said, you guys have way too much fun and it's, um, <laughs> it's fun to watch. So I think you're, you're achieving what you're setting out to do and, yeah, I, I think, you know, politics mixed with music, I've never been a fan. Like even, you know, in the earlier days of like U2 and that sort of thing, anytime those two crossed, I wasn't, it just put me, you know, I wasn't interested. So um, yeah, I, I, I hope it doesn't get too tangled up these days. You know, I definitely don't want my music tangled up in, in politics either um, or... or you know, my name as a musician tied up in politics. So, you know, two separate things for me. Yeah, I know. I think, I think so too. Like we've definitely written a, a few, well, yeah, a few like over this past year that have like, you know, we're talking about the current situation. Um, but I'm like I was saying earlier, like I'm really happy that right now what we're releasing has nothing to do with yeah. world affairs because it's a, you know, it's a nice break. It's a nice break mm. to, uh, you know, like it's fine to have a conversation like this 
able to talk about it. Um, but if your song is about that and you, and your art is your life, then that means like every minute of every day is now political. Yeah. That's, this is all we do, right? Like, I mean, uh, Paul teaches drums and I'm doing like landscaping now, but, um, mm-hmm. all I think about is the carbons. Yeah. Right. And so if, if the carbons get political, then that's all I'm going to think about all day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You know, I, I do think it's important to talk about, but I don't think I want to, I, I want that to be like my brain, my whole brain. Yeah. I think people need to get away with it. So they need well, music as an aspect to take their mind off, you know, everything else they're tangled up in, whether it be politics or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's why I get annoyed at movies that clearly push a certain uh, agenda or whatever. Um, I mean, it's I it's pretty obvious I these days. <laughs> I just yeah. watched like I just watched this like best comedy 2020, mm. and it was so fucking clear <laughs> that they were pushing this yeah. like, diversity agenda. Did you see it? Mm. No, I, I can no, no. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Watching. Like some of the guys, I don't I don't even remember whether they were white, Hispanic, black, whatever. Some people were so fucking funny, but some were just mm. not funny at all. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my gosh, they only put this person here because she's a minority and they're trying to like, you know, make it as equal outcome as possible. I'm like, this is not the best of 2020. This is like, oh, one good one, three bad ones, one good one, three bad ones. Mm. And I'm just like, Ugh, it's just disgusting. Yeah, it's so obvious when you um, when you see what they're trying to do sometimes, and you just you got to turn it off. Like, you need yeah. to give people a break from this stuff and just let things breathe for what they are, whether it be music or movies, and just keep it creative and just just let it be what it what it's going to be. And people need that escape from all this politics rubbish. Um, yeah, well, I was thinking of changing our. Uh our Instagram bio actually, and, and, uh, making it something like that, like come, come escape with us type of thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Cause that's what I'm doing for the next three months, man. I'm just escaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to do it though, isn't it? Cause you, you get tied up in it one way or another, whether it's online or in your actual real life, depending what job you do or down at the supermarket or something like that but uh yeah, yeah dude we well we got like a, a skiing pass this year like my girlfriend and i mm. and uh to, to try and get away but it's, yeah. like, it's political there yeah <laughs> yeah it's just it's seeped into everything i think yeah so, all around the world yeah i um before i jumped online with you guys just before i was going through my emails and um, I'm subscribed to this thing called Digital Music News and, um, you know, they often talk about streaming and other things and I saw that Spotify is removing hundreds of thousands of indie tracks over artificial stream violations. So, like, three quarters of a million tracks have been pulled off Spotify because of these artificial stream violations. I thought that was interesting because... Um, I know I've talked to you, Tommy, about, you know, using playlist push and a few other things. Um, and obviously, the more research you do, uh, the more Google throws up these ads um, about artificial, or they don't 
advertise it as artificial streams, but you know, pushing streams on Facebook that aren't legit. Right. Um, I get I get hundreds of those ads just pop up that look dodgy as. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, give some of those a try, and uh, Spotify have flagged it um, and pulled their tracks down. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these bands aren't happy, obviously. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I watched this one guy. uh, His name is Damien Keys. I think I I must have mentioned him to you last time. Yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah. So um, he did a video on it and basically like, um, you know, he looked into a couple artists that had messaged him that got their tracks pulled off and they were paying for streams basically. Right. So whether it's a, whether it's a bot or whatever, I don't know, but um, I'm a little worried about it, but I think all the systems that we're using are legit. And, um, and if they're not, um, and Spotify takes down like our music, for example, I mean, yeah, actually it would be bad. It would suck. Mm. But we could just re-release it. I mean, just re-release the yeah. music. Uh, maybe I'll send you this article, but um, I'm not sure if they... I think DistroKid are trying to sort of counter it somehow. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't read right into it, but I thought I, sh- I should mention it. Um, be an interesting thing to talk about, but... Uh, yeah, you'd be pretty devastated, you know, because uh, the, the streams aren't easy to get. And um, if you've been screwed over, it's a yeah. pretty shit feeling, I'd say. Well, I mean, like, and it's not cheap to advertise either. No. Like, it's cheaper than ever, sure. Like, but it's like advertising on Facebook is not easy. Like, you have to learn it. You have to learn how to do yeah. it properly. And then you're only getting like, you know, a third of a cent per stream. Mm-hmm. So what you should be advertising for is fans, not streams. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, the whole, yeah, I don't know enough about why Spotify did that and who they targeted and, or how they did it. I'd love to read the article. Um, yeah, I'll send it through. Cool. Um, yeah. What I heard from Damien is that, um, yeah, they're basically basically targeted all these low quality streams. So whether it's like mm. bots or some, something like that, it's kind of like what Facebook did, right? They removed like a billion accounts or was it 5 billion fake accounts or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think it's a good thing, I but I don't know anybody who has had their like songs removed, right? Yeah. Because yeah, one thing I don't, is don't like, know anyone everybody that has um, added your song to a playlist, mm. right? And they're just listening to it now, all of that goes away. So that is mm. fucking terrible, right? Yeah. Sure, you can re-release the song, but then you have to like, just reach, like re-reach all these people again to try and add mm. your song to, to their playlist. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um a bit scary but there are a lot of i mean i think the more research you do the more you can tell which one of the sort of spammy ones that you should stay away from um yeah you know, i think there's a lot of good legit ones um 
So, yeah, but, yeah, that Damien Keys guy, he's really interesting to talk to. Like, just I checked out a few of his videos after I spoke to you last time and, um, yeah, it's just a wealth of knowledge. So, yeah. thank you for, for dropping his name. Yeah, he's cool. He's a rock and roller, like, punk dude. He likes uh, he likes Foo Fighters and John Mayer. So, I was just like, man, I'm sold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also read that uh I think one of your Canadian locals, Neil Young, he uh became the latest artist to uh sell his song rights. So I think a few artists have done that lately. Um which I find sort of interesting. He sold what? He sold his song rights. To who? Uh Hypnosis. I don't know what uh, Hypnosis recently announced its acquisition of 50% stake in the 180-track catalog of Neil Young, including uh, the publishing publishing and songwriting rights. So... um, How old's Neil Young, though? He's probably about, like... He's not too young anymore. Yeah, he's (laughs) old, right? Yeah, he yeah, probably. I just, I just find it interesting. Yeah, you know why? Why now? Yeah, why now? Well, I mean, if he's about to die, unless he has like kids, I don't know what his family tree looks like. But yeah, unless he was going to have like heirs, he probably was just like, yeah, I'll just cash this in. Maybe he's buying mm-hmm. Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he's he's done his research, and now he's like, oh shit, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. So. Well, there is a uh, <laughs> there is a crypto uh, currency um, that I forget what it's called. I think it's like Musi Max or something like that. That's basically um, looking to replace Spotify with like blockchain. Oh, okay. And so I mean, I haven't looked into them for a while now. Like this was back in 2017 when I was like really into it. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like all sorts of uh, blockchain companies that are basically going to take over the internet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was like, there's one that was, there was one that had, was a currency. It was like the, the porn hub uh, blockchain edition type of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So there is, a, there's another one that um, is like a video platform, right? So it's just like, it's going to be the new YouTube. So. Um, is that uh rumble? Rumble. Rumble. Oh, do you mean? That's a alternate video uh, platform is Rumble. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I don't remember what all of them are called. Like there's hundreds of all like of yeah. blockchains and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't know what all of them are called, but I just know that um, this is not the, like the Bitcoin is like the, the currency but the blockchain is the technology and that's going to be um, what replaces what we have right now. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was nice, man. Yeah. I just relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I actually went to Montreal, which is like on the other side of the country for us. It's kind of like, Somebody in uh, Adelaide going to Sydney, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a little. I think it's a little further than, further than that. Um, that's where all my family lives. 
And so I illegally traveled to see my family. (laughs) I was going to say, are you guys allowed to travel across across country? The airport's open. You are. It's just like, I guess, like frowned upon, I guess you can say, but I guess. No. They're open. So I guess you can go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Some of our borders have come down again, so. Your what? State borders. Uh, Some of our state borders have come down again. Oh, Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's what I did. It was rejuvenating, man. Like that's what I was telling you. Like I took two weeks off of social media, spent some time with my mom. Um, and she rented like a cabin out in the woods. So I uh, yeah. brought a guitar and a deck of cards and we played like crib and I sang her some songs. I, um, I actually wrote her a song, uh, during quarantine. And, uh, and so I played her that and had a little bit of a cry and, um, and then, uh, new years, I drank 48 Coronas with my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Over two days, I think. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hilarious actually. I was like, man, this would be a really good way, really good TikTok video, like put out like 20 cans and, and like put them in the shape of like two zero and then another 20 cans or yeah. 20 cans. Uh, there weren't cans, they were actually bottles and just be like, goodbye 2020 and just smack the shit out of it. Oh yeah. Or like, or like dominoes, like, you know, that would be less dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. He didn't let me do it. Cause like we let you do it house illegally. And so he's like, Oh, I don't make a, don't make a scene. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Behave yourself. <laughs> yeah. I could get famous for this, man. Come on. <laughs> is it, uh, is it winter over there at the moment? Yeah. In Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're in summer over here. So it's, uh, it's nice. Nice to get yeah. some sun and, um, yeah, we still have to wear masks most of the time, but uh, not outside anymore, which is fantastic. That was a thing for a while, which wasn't wasn't easy. Um, yeah. So yeah, nice to get some sun. I've got some time off coming up uh, in mid Feb, so I'm hoping to get down to the beach and do my redhead at the beach thing. You know, ten ten minutes out in the sun, and then I'm back in the shade. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. hey, did you guys want to um want to play a song there? I think you got sure, some guitars yeah, in the background there. Yeah, let's do it. I'll take that. I'm just kidding. You play it. Oh, do I have an egg shaker for you? Oh, there's a tambo in the living room. Like the foot tams? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I know where Is that uh, standard tuning, Tommy? No, it's a uh, half step down. Oh yeah, I use that yeah. too. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I'm I think I'm a, a tenor for my vocals, and so this just helps me reach like um, like I can get to a G sharp like de- decently okay, but once I get to an A, uh, my voice like struggles a little bit. So um, yeah. Yeah, so then I tune half a step down, and uh, and I can play in all the like you know regular keys like D, A, uh, G, stuff like that, right? Okay. Yeah, I think the 
the half step, like it's only half a step, but I think it gives the acoustic guitar in particular like a really nice tone, I find. Um, and it, yeah, it sort of helps me with my voice too. So I've kept it in that for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once I figured that out, I was like, holy shit, it's so much easier to sing. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what Jimi Hendrix and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan did it, I guess. Yeah. I think a lot of um, Guns N' Roses did it. Um, yeah. I've actually, I've been playing a lot of, uh, what is it? Open C6 tuning. I just picked a random, you know, odd tuning and I've been writing a few songs in that, which has been really cool. So, um, Nice. And it's got it feels really nice on an acoustic guitar. You know the the strings are slackened a bit, and it uh, yeah it feels really good. So yeah, um, hoping to record probably one of those when I've got some time off. So yeah, nice man. So what are you going to play? Well, I think I'm going to play Nowhere to Go before we. Start. Oh yeah. Yeah, go into the audio settings for a quick second. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, what's going to happen is when the tambourine starts hitting. Right. It'll uh, uh, go to audio settings. Uh, yeah, right here. Uh, go scroll down. Find advanced. Right down. Uh, yeah. The okay. Uh, Echo okay. cancellation. No, no, don't worry about that here. Sorry. I'll be like, yeah. I do this all the time. For got my audio engineer with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that this one? There we go. I'm going to just take that off. Low, faint background. It won't, uh, but interesting. Never mind. Okay. Usually you can just, just hit it lightly. Usually you can just like disable the whole thing and it's good, but that's all good. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, just hit it lightly. Yeah. All right. This is nowhere to go. Let's do it. Inspired by you guys' lockdown, actually. <laughs> There's tumblings in the streets of Manhattan and Melbourne. The windows are boarded up down in LA is your city the same Nobody knows 
So hopefully that came out okay on your end. Yep, came out good. Okay, sweet. Fun fact: <laughs> Lucky we you got that song right in here. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we did. Like we recorded the drums on this electric kit that was like sitting right beside. Oh <laughs> really? Oh cool. Oh wicked. Yeah. Lucky you got the uh, lucky you got the wheels on the chair there, Tommy. You pulled back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I saw like a little blinker. And I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, man. No problem. It's a great yeah. song. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're excited to play that one live. <laughs> Fuck. It's a fun one to play. Yeah. We've been practicing it, and it's, yeah. just, it's just fun to play. It's so fun. Yeah. We, uh, oh, well, Paul actually came up with like a, a way of like playing it live um, where yeah. he would starts off with like this beat what, what song does it remind you of? oh like i did this whole like uh won't get fooled again you know about the who that big drum intro thing that happens and we were just yeah, awesome on jam i just kept you know keep going and we bust into the song it's actually set one uh you know worked pretty well <laughs> yeah. cool who, who are your influences paul like on the drums um, well, yeah, well, of the Stone Age, yeah, you know, like, but I, I like all Queens of the Stone Age's drummers, like, everywhere from, from Dave Grohl to John Theodore and Joey Castillo, those guys are yeah. up there. 
but I, I love Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Like he's, I've, I've looked up to him since I was like 10 and yeah. John Bonham, Stuart Copeland. I'm, I have a wide variety of drummers that I really like, but I would say Chad Smith, John Bonham and Stuart Copeland are like my favorite three top yeah. three yep, drummers. Yep. But you know, okay. I think out of my notepad on my phone, like my list of favorite drummers and it's like 50 of them, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing. But also, I, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I have to add because I keep seeing Soundgarden, but I really love Matt Cameron too. Like, yeah, he's one of my favorites. Like, again, he's in the list, but yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's been mate, well, a big drummer in two big bands, Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. So he's done pretty well, Matt Cameron. Oh, and Temple of the Dog, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I actually chucked on some chili peppers the other day for the first time in a little while. There are, uh, I think it was their latest album, I'm With You, I think, with the little pill and the, the oh, B on the front cover. That's their like second latest album. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah okay. Fushani. That was the one that Fushani was on and then he left and then they made the Getaway album with Danger Mouse who did like black key production for Black Keys and right. Gorillas and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, had forgotten about the Chili Peppers. I think for a little while, you know, when these bands just sort of slip to the back of your playlist, and um, it's all of a sudden been a little while before you, you know since you've heard them, and then you chuck them back on, and you're like, oh yes, I need this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what um, Audio Slave was for me this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Once I decided to do that cover, well, I guess I I started listening to it before. But when I, when I got in my head, okay, I'm going to do like the cover of uh, Like a Stone, then I was just like mm-hmm. listening to Audio Slave, Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, like his acoustic stuff on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't listened it's, to uh, it. Years, yeah. Yeah. It's a big rabbit hole, isn't it? Like there's so much material there from so many different sort of bands and aspects of his musical career. It's yeah. pretty incredible. Um. Yeah, I hope I can leave a, a legacy like that behind one day. A, yeah. You know, a massive body of music. So yeah, well, that's what yeah. that's kind of what we are we decided on um, right right before we released Nowhere to Go. Um, you know, we we kind of put the brakes on things uh, over the summer because of this whole COVID thing. We're just like, fuck, we don't know what we should be doing. Like, we have all these songs but like maybe we should wait to release them because, you know, there's no way to monetize things right now for musicians. I mean, except for selling merch online um, and having like, you know, Patreon, like that helps, but it's not like 90, 95% of our income was coming from shows. Right. So, um, so we're just like, fuck, should we continue releasing music? And, uh, and then, yeah, right before, I think it was in September or maybe even before that in August, we were just like, well, we love releasing music and we love making music. And right now we're depressed because we're not doing that. So, you know, so we decided, fuck it, we're just going to release it. And, uh, you know, trying to um, set aside the fear that like, these are the best songs we'll ever make. Um, Because I've had that fear multiple times and it seems to never be true. I just keep, you know, every song that, every new song that I write, people around me are saying like, well, that's your best song. 
And and so I'm just like, oh really? Fuck! I thought my best song was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Keeps keeps getting better. So keep keep releasing them. Yeah, I guess. Well, and the thing is, like, what's the alternative? Like, not yeah. releasing anymore. Even if it was, even if it was true, like, what am I going to do? Like, hold on to it forever till like yeah. the right time? It's like no. Like, I want to keep keep doing this. Keep writing. Have you got plans for an album release or are you just going to keep doing the singles thing for the moment? Well, the we have, so we recorded the remainder of the songs for our next album. Um, at least like all the drums and uh, I would say most of the guitars. And, yeah. well, uh, mo- sorry, most of the vocals except for one song. Um, so we're chipping away at that um, as fast as we can while trying to release music. Um but uh yeah we we applied for a bunch of grants uh Mm. like late 2020 so if we get those then we'll be releasing it faster if we don't get them then we'll probably release in september okay yeah cool yeah well yeah yeah we're like really excited for this next album and you know a few of our fans have been asking for it for a while now because it's it's been three well it's going to be three years since our first album um in may yeah yeah it's definitely time i mean it's not like we haven't released anything since then right like we're we're still like releasing music we just haven't released an album Mm. right and there are a few people who really love albums and so yeah we have to try and look out for them whilst you know trying to maintain like um you know growth proper growth and look out for our finances and stuff like that. Like, sure. If we were as successful as the Foo Fighters or, uh, Taylor Swift, we could just put out two albums in a year. Um, yeah. But, um, unfortunately we, you know, we're not, we're not rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause you want to be able to, point, though, like... <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to tour. If you're going to release an album, you want to be able to really get behind it and, play a whole bunch of shows and possibly tour, not just release it and then do the online thing. You know, you really need to sort of get out there and play some shows, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, um, I think it was back in uh, November. I was thinking, okay, well, we're going to have a show in January. Like it was supposed to be next week. And sure, it'll be like super low capacity, and mm. it's not going to make us any money, basically. Um, but at least we'll have a show. We'll film it. And and then we'll put it on our, uh, you know, um, on our Patreon. And so hopefully we can get, you know, a little bit of money that way. Um, okay. But now we can't even have shows with any people. Like zero. And, and I mean, who wants to watch that? Who wants to watch yeah. us jam? Like, I just yeah. watched a, a basketball game like the other day with like no people in the stands, and I was like, <laughs> "This is boring." It's, it's like it's weird. Yeah, it's like you need you know half of that deal is having the crowd being the atmosphere to that whole thing. So yeah. it's just like watching a uh, practice game or something. It's weird. Yeah. Unless you're in yeah, unless you're in Florida where everything's okay. People are just like going, like I watched like a football game and other people are like in Florida just still 
in the stands and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Fuck, that's people. where we should move to. There's people there. It was weird. I was like, Whoa. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that that's the place to be at by the sounds of it is Florida. People don't give a fuck down there, man. Yeah. They, they're literally like, nah, it's all, we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't checked like how many deaths they've had or anything like that, but it's most like, there's a lot of old people in Florida. Yeah, it's a retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, the governor is pretty good down there. Like he's making sure the older people get the vaccine first. Right. But he's keeping keeping businesses open and everything. And um, I don't think it's any worse than uh, any of the other states that are just totally shut down, like California and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Dude, I don't even want to start talking about California. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Ghost, ghost town. Yeah. Tent. Tent. Yeah. yeah, it's so sad to see, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I hope that Texas stays okay. But it's so funny. Like, they, they almost went blue this year. Mm. People almost voted, like, Democrat. And so, yeah. Parts of it are, are blue, you know, like um, Austin. Austin and that, I think. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I wonder what Texas is like. I think Texas is probably similar to Florida, but yeah, I haven't looked in, in long enough, but I'm definitely thinking about moving somewhere. We were, we were talking about moving to Australia, but it sounds like you guys are going into lockdown again. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, like, you know, it's only been a few cases that have sprung up, but straight away, you know, like there's crackdown. So, um, there's not heaps of cases, but, you know the um the government hand comes down and borders go up restrictions go up and uh at the moment we're not too bad but it's just i feel like it's a matter of time once we hit winter or something you know i, I think we'll be in an, in another lockdown during the winter once we get past summer yeah but i don't know man i don't know um hey i've got some uh i got some quick fire questions for you guys before i let you go yeah. Um, if you want to take turns, maybe yeah, we'll start sure. with uh, we'll start with Paul. Sure. Um, describe yourself in three words. Awkward. Uh, awkward. <laughs> probably awkward. Oh my gosh! That's... <laughs> I wonder if you're going to ask okay. me some questions because now I now I have like some prep time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- Tommy, Netflix or Stan? Or Stan? Stan. What's Stan? Netflix. Stan. S- oh, haven't you got Stan over in Canada? Oh, S- no. S- no? No. Really? Oh, shit. Oh, that's a dud question then. I <laughs> yes, I get all the easy ones. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was worldwide, but uh, obviously not. All right, well, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime then? Oh, Netflix. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Fuck Amazon. Um, well, I guess you can you can both answer these questions. It's not really. Uh, black coffee or white coffee? Black coffee. Black coffee. Apple Music or Spotify? Spotify. Uh, Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin. Sorry, Floyd. Yeah. Nah, I'm there too. I'm, I'm a Zeppelin man. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam or Nirvana? 
Nirvana. Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Which album? That, was, that, was, that one was tougher, but yeah. Not Pearl Jam. Yeah. I love Nirvana, but I, I really connect with Pearl Jam. I'm all about them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, which, which album in particular or just as Dude, a collective? I don't, I love the uh, Yield. That album changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jack Irons on the drums. I don't know. Something about it. Yeah. It's raw. I don't know. That's what I think I loved about it is that those guys just went in and just started writing and Mm. this album that was pretty different. But yeah, the Yield album was really good. It was a good, good era, I think, around there. What was that, like the late 90s or? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. I still haven't got into their first album, funnily enough. Like, that's not one that I'll go back and listen to, but I know that's their, I think, still their biggest album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah 10 for yeah. sure. Yeah, there's lots of good songs on 10, but I mean, like, I also like Binaural. <laughs> like, I like yeah. all the shit, man. I don't know what it was. It's like, yeah. fuck, this is heavy. This is cool. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't given honor. Giving them a proper chance. It's so funny. Like a lot of people compare us to Pearl Jam all the time. Um, yeah. Um, mostly for my vocals, I think. But yeah. also, also, some people have said like the way that I write guitars. But um, yeah, I never grew up with with Pearl Jam. Really, it was more like oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of my. I really enjoyed this. The Lost Dogs album. Oh, I don't think I've heard that. It's like B-sides and shit, I think. So, had some really good stuff on there. You always had the good B-side stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry, back to the questions. (laughs) Uh, uh, Where are we? iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Samsung. Um, Undies or boxers? Boxers. (laughs) What is undies? Is that like briefs? Un- yeah, underpants. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, underpants. Wait. Yeah, like briefs, undies for me. You mean briefs? Or yeah. Do you mean like the tighter boxers? That's what I would wear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same then. Yeah, we call them briefs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Cultural differences here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, oh, do you take a set list on stage? Oh, yeah. 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 100%. And what was the other one? Fold or scrunch? Fold. Toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> fold. Oh. Yeah, fold. Yeah, fold. <laughs> it's like, what is he? <laughs> I thought about laundry for a quick second. I'll sing, like, oh, I totally fold my clothes after laundry. And I don't just scrunch. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Fold the toilet paper, but I scrunch my underwear and socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, lovely to chat with you. Yes. Um, Go and check out the new single and the new video, Steel Toe Boots by The Carbons. Come and Chuck all the links us. in the show notes. Yes, escape with them. Weirdness. Get away from all the... <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Get... Looks like I know, I know. Oh, do you know who J.P. Sears is? Yes. Oh, you, you look like a, a, a better-looking version of, of J.P. Sears. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of him lately, actually. He's... Uh, He's been spot on the money. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're trying to end your podcast and I'm starting a new conversation. 
that's a that's a interesting comparison. So thank you. <laughs> He's fit as fuck too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's, uh, doing a lot of his um, ads at the end of his um, sketches, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. Selling products and stuff, fitness yeah. products. So, yeah. No, lovely to have you guys on. And, um, yeah, new single, Steel Toe Boots, out. And the video, it will be in the show notes. And go and say hi to the guys in the carbons. And um, I don't know, probably won't see you in Australia anytime soon, unfortunately. Well, yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's hope this year looks a bit better. Thanks to all your audience for listening in and, uh, yeah. Thanks, man. Cool. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. See you. See ya. See ya.